1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hair sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Pretty sure. <laughs> oh, maybe you think she just Googled Gmail a bunch of times? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> It's giving suggestions. <laughs> Should I take them? <laughs> yes, all of them. It says to send $3,000 to a closed account in Nigeria. Good idea. <laughs> There's lots of Bulgarians that are going to help me. I just got to send them all my informations. All of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of vamping you... here because I had something I forgot I wanted to tell you. Before we got started, and I have to find the oh. link. <clears throat> Hold on. Yeah, so I read uh, just yesterday, and this we should have this should have come across one of our radars last month because this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Hastings, Nebraska, which I, I asked Ryan is only about two and a half hours from him, so I told him he needs to make a road trip and at least get us a verbal report so go, we can talk about go it. Go check this out. Yeah, so it is the first and only Bigfoot Museum in Nebraska. It opened <laughs> on big, November 12th. Unbelievable, and such a big fought hot spot. Oh, yeah. Big fought? Nebraska. The big fought the, hot spot? Yeah, big fought. Bigfoot hootspoot. It's oh, run man. by Harriet oh, McFeely, good. probably a widow of the late Mr. McFeely, noted letter carrier. And uh, see, Harriet's main goal is to bring further knowledge and appreciation of this, quote, unique species to all Bigfoot believers and non-believers. <laughs> oh, Nebraska, their, their state slide, their state slogan is just, hey, it's not Kansas. <laughs> And Kansas' state slogan is just, eh. Kansas is, yeah, it's the worst state, obviously. Everyone knows. <laughs> so exhibits include photos, elongated skulls. Elongated I, skulls? I, I wonder if it's like like the like the head-binding skulls, like they just found some of the Native American head-bound baby skulls. Oh, it's a Bigfoot with a pointy head. Huh. Uh, hand and footprint casts. A quote-unquote killing field? Of what, Bigfoot? I don't know. It just says killing field. Uh, bone room and Patty and Sassy's home and authentic Bigfoot talking recordings. The 1873 <laughs> Omaha Bigfoot massacre? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, oh I remember. The- I remember when all them Bigfoots came down out of the... Wait, we don't have hills around here. Came up out of the cornfields... <laughs> <laughs> they tried to take all our books out to Bookhouse, but we we shot them and they long we told them skulls. These dumb shits, we ain't got no books in the Bookhouse. <laughs> what do you Some think? Some folks we don't... calls it a library. We calls it a Bookhouse. 
So, yeah, I, I want to go to this, especially as somebody who spent the majority of his adult life working in museums. It, it always insults me a little bit when some yahoo with a room and stuff puts the stuff in a room and calls it a museum. Yeah, it's some crap on a shelf. It's a museum. What do you think a museum is? Because there's, like there, there's an entire uh, academic discipline dedicated to optimizing and like defining and figuring out and, and making the best possible museum you can make. And these people are just like, oh, it's a museum. Yeah. <laughs> now, I went to museum school in Italy. It's just like they do it. Yeah, they just put shit around. <laughs> Yeah, we just put a building around it. And, and who knows? Maybe this will be not quite that. But if it's anything like the Mothman Museum, it's a room full of shit. So not a school of the British no. approach to museums. You know, I I love the British Museum. I'll say that. But it's definitely an old school way to do things. Because uh, the evolution of museums started with rich dudes who had a room full of stuff. Yeah, right? Curio cabinet. Yeah, exactly. It was like a cabinet oh, cool. of curiosities. But you gotta get a mummy. You got a mummy for yours yet? Nah, well, nah. I wonder if they have a Bigfoot mummy. Oh, Bigfoot yeah. mummy? That would be so Victorian. But like in, in 2018, if you're going to open a museum that's just a room full of stuff, just just don't. Because there are so many better ways of doing it. We know that now. Yeah, but what if you need to see every Star Wars Pez in one room. Well, that's obviously an exception. I don't need I don't need cool graphical layouts to appreciate that. Oh, you don't really even need a label because at least you and I don't. They're like track oh, lighting. That's see, okay. That's Reese over there, all right? And that's Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto. Uh, okay, there's uh <laughs> Oh, right. I've never seen those all together. Of course they are. <laughs> you didn't you never <laughs> picked no, that I up? That together. I've never heard it all at once, but I've seen each one of those characters separately. The three characters in Jabba's Palace and the Sail Barge were named Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto. I didn't didn't ever put that together. You're 36 years old. Yeah, but... All right, I'm a little little proud of myself. I didn't... Okay. Because I always saw those characters. I never saw it, you know, next to each other. Oh, my God. I, I remember... Those fucking skiff guards. I remember reading that in a Star Wars Insider around the time of the uh, of the re-release, the special edition, uh-huh. where where they had an article about you know minor characters of Jabba's palace and pointed out that these three were named in honor of the day the Earth stood still, <laughs> and Army of Darkness, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> before, I said your damn words <laughs> before Army of Darkness came out. George named yeah. those characters in honor of that movie. Huh. So, uh, all right. All right. Well, I learned so, something I didn't need to know today. Yeah. You always need to know Star Wars. Well, I guess I knew all of that. I just didn't assemble put the, it together. the concept together. Yeah. So, oh, and for, for the listeners, we were talking about Solo earlier because I just saw it and we were like, yeah, it's a good movie, but it would have been better if Han Solo wasn't in it. Um, you know what I forgot mm-hmm. to mention? They didn't do the Wookiee life debt. He just. Oh, was, you're he, right. Chewie was just like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll come with you, guy. Well, I think they explained it in the holiday special. Maybe. I don't remember much of that. (laughs) I think it was a whole comedy bit with B. Arthur. She explains what Wookiee Life Day is. Yeah. In song format in the cantina. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Or Wookiee Life Debt. That's what she explains. Life Debt, yep. And then. Just as coincidentally, Life Day. And and then uh, Chewie's grandpa or dad or father in law or whatever, like. Jerks watch off his, the hologram. Watch porn. a porno hologram. <laughs> we never see below his neck, but we know what's happening. 
Man, that's a mess. Yeah. Have you watched it lately? I haven't watched. I bought it. (laughs) Shit, I bought it on VHS 20 years ago. Bought a bootleg at a comic book shop, and that's the one time I've watched it. Because they're all bootlegs. Yeah. Because George George just avows its existence. In the early the early days of eBay, I got one, and they did it. They did it really well. Their box art perfectly matches the re-releases that have just oh, come that's out. Awesome! Yeah, so it's exactly the same. And then, when, except it's got all the stupid holiday special shit on it. And then when you open it up, the disc label on the actual disc is just that little Wookiee's face, <laughs> <laughs> just going with his goofy eyes and his giant Ewok teeth. Yeah, mine uh, mine is so just Giggle, a, like... Giggle off, just opening it. Mine's an off-the-shelf VHS case that they uh, did like a really low-resolution print job of an image from like a, <laughs> just a still image of, of the Wookiee family with Star Wars Holiday Special. And then on the back, it's like, hey, it's, this happened and blah, 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 1977. And uh, includes the original commercials, which is like... <gasps> Oh, that's the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, because they had just taped it off of the off, fucking TV, yeah. and then this was like the ninth generation VHS copy. It's this. I basically I own the one that Weird Al bought in the white and nerdy video in a back alley. That's what I own. <laughs> or the ones that they based the South Park holiday special commercials. Yes, Mr. Hanky's Christmas classics. Yep, which directly references the weirdest reference possible: the fighting the frizzies at eleven. <laughs> but that's. That's from one of those one of those VHS copies of that. That that was the one that they had, and so that's what they put that that news promo in there. <laughs> the so, tease for the know, eleven. Maybe next time we get together, I'll bring it and we can dig out an old VCR. Well, I've got mine's on DVD. Yeah, but it doesn't have the original commercials. That's true. Well, you can I think you can find them online, probably. Yeah, but it's just not the same. It's not as horrible as watching it all at once. It's just that tracking that just won't cooperate because yep. it's. Because it's a 20-year-old VHS based on, at that point, 20 years of copies of VHS. <laughs> All right. Like, Sweet. What's, yeah. what's your cryptic? Our intro ramble is over. It's been 10 minutes. So, yeah. So, uh, I got a lake monster for you this week, Blake. Bitchin', is it? Did we do Ogopogo yet? Not yet. We did. Is it today? No. Uh, I don't have Ogopogo. Okay, I don't know. So, no, so this is uh, like uh, like all lake monsters, the story is simple. There's a lake, and uh, there's a monster in the lake. And, Ooh, you know, the monster, a- he, maybe he swam in from the ocean, or maybe it's like Nessie, and, and it's just they've been breeding there since ancient dinosaur days, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but there's a monster in, in Raystown Lake in Huntington County, Pennsylvania. Uh, but it's uh, it's a little bit different. Because Raystown Lake is a man-made reservoir <laughs> that dates back to 1973. Oh, good. It's yeah. a recent monster. Yes. Um, so, naturally, the first sighting of the monster, uh, which they, they call him Raystown Ray, which just sounds like the, like the laziest high school mascot ever. Yeah. Or a barbecue sauce. <laughs> I, I, it would be better as a barbecue sauce. Because I'm just imagining, like, a little, like... 50 person high school in the boonies in Pennsylvania and their mascot is just like a big headed fucking Ray from, from <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ray's down Ray's. Yeah. It's Ray from Ghostbusters. Yeah. He comes out, like does a backflip and says undersea mass sponge migration. No human they, can, you know, and then they changed it in the nineties to Raymond from everybody loves Raymond. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so now he just comes out and is droll. <laughs> Oh, this mascot's got really a dry sense of slapstick humor. 
Yeah. So I don't know what that looks like, but I know it when I, I know it when I saw it. <laughs> so the the first the first sighting of Ray's Town Ray uh, was uh, so remember the the lake was 1973. The first mm-hmm. sighting was in 1962. Oh, okay. Uh, and Cryptid Wiki does not really explain how that. How worked. was it before the lake? I, uh, as I there was an old <laughs> dam. And the first sighting was by the old dam, but then they tore that dam down, and in 1972, the Army Corps of Engineers started building this lake, and it was finished in 73. So maybe there was a smaller lake by the old dam. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're both man-made lakes, and they're both in Pennsylvania. That's old dam, Ray. (laughs) Talk about new Ray Ray. No, no, no. That's vintage. That is vintage Ray. Don't you talk shit about old dam Ray. That's some old shit. We got the the new shit now. Ray's Town Ray. Maybe maybe they're different monsters and people are just conflating them. Like, no, no, no. There are two monsters here. That one died when the old lake ended. And then this one moved out. Then the government put a new monster (laughs) in the new lake. So, despite the many questions that come with a lake monster that predates the lake that it lives in and how a lake monster survived outside the lake until the lake was built... Uh, Huntington County is very proud of its monster, just like all these fucking <laughs> dumbass <laughs> things that we read, because small-town America has to have something to get excited about. Uh, I will, well, gonna... the, mill, the mill closed down, so now all they've yeah. got is the monster. Yep. Well, we can't we can't go work 17-hour a day in the misery mill, cranking out central Pennsylvania misery. So, now we got this monster. So, we used to make good old American shaker furniture in here. Yeah. Now we got is monster tourism. Now, then Ikea came in and stole all the jobs. <laughs> Ikea, yeah. Well, if furniture lasts forever, you can't buy new furniture. Exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna, I want to read you the uh, official Huntington County Visitors Bureau press release from 18, uh, 18, April 2006. <clears throat> We've known it's been in there a while now, admitted Managing Director of Raystown Lake Dwight Beal when he was asked his thoughts on this astonishing discovery. It's a private creature, but it comes out around this time of year. Call it Raystown's own Punxsutawney Phil. Call it what you will, but this is no groundhog swimming in the water. It seems that our favorite Pennsylvania lake may now have a mascot. So what can it predict, if anything? uh, It can predict uh, the gullibility of fishermen. I'll go with that. Yeah. Now now I'm envisioning uh, Bill Murray stuck in Huntington County, Pennsylvania... Because this stupid about lake that monster. monster for however many years, yeah. <laughs> so it's calculated. It's for like ten thousand years or something. Yep. <laughs> okay. So when asked his professional opinion, Jeff Krause, wildlife biologist at Raystown Lake, submitted the following statement in writing. It's in writing. He didn't just say it. It's in writing. I believe it must be a vegetarian. We have not seen any evidence of this animal taking fish, geese, otters, or ducks. So I would suggest that our swimmers and boaters are very safe. It appears this animal's habits are similar to manatees, which are completely herbivorous. Wait, hold on. I lost my place. Completely herbivorous and gentle. The increase of weed beds around the lake is probably proving more, providing more food in the shallows for herbivores, and that would increase sightings. Krauss concluded with, even if a visitor doesn't get a chance to see Ray while at the lake, there's an excellent chance to see nesting bald eagles and recently reintroduced osprey and river otters, which were not present just a few years ago. So this guy was probably, like, writing a thing that was like, no, there's no fucking monster in the fucking lake, asshole. And then his boss was like, no, dude, like, all we have is the tourists, so... Like, just say, say some shit. 
Like, Leave say, it kind of ambiguous, but yeah. make sure you punch up the real shit that's there. What I want you to do is say something that is consistent also with no monster at all. <laughs> yeah. I could read both ways. Make yeah. sure you talk about the bald eagles. Bald eagles. It's a wonder how Ray has managed to stay, stay submersed with nearly 2 million visitors frequenting the lake each year to fulfill their boating and other recreational activity needs. Isn't it? It is It is a wonder. Yeah, how, it is remarkable. How, how I, I have found a list of six sightings out of 2 million people a year. So according to Raystown Lake staff, the lake spans about 30 miles and contains 8,300 acres of water with depths of the lake being over 185 feet deep. It remains over 100 feet deep at seven points, which is 10 miles upstream from the dam with numerous, numerous coves, submerged timber and other structures. There's plenty of room for Ray to hide. Should there be, re- be reason for caution, though? Beale notes that Ray has been known to scare off 50-pound striped bass. 50, oh, I tell you, he got that in there. There's yeah. 50 pound stripers. Bass. In Hopefully, this is not true for the anglers participating in this year's fifth annual Stu Tinney Reunion Striper Tournament hosted by the Raystown Striper Club. <laughs> well, what do you know? Dates are May 13th and 14th, with Mr. Tinney scheduled to be present this year for the event. For more information on the event, Ray. Or the wildlife at Raystown Lake. Visit the Raystown Lake Regions Visitor Center. And the first that time is, I read this, I read it as the uh, Stu Tinney Reunion Stripper Tournament hosted by the Raystown Stripper Club. <laughs> uh, and uh, that that's a very different picture. I landed me a 100-pounder last year. <laughs> really? I got a 120-pounder. I think yours might be on some of them amphetamines. <laughs> well, let's see. Mine's still in the trunk. <laughs> Yeah, so so the fucking visitors bureau got in on this on this Ray shit. Uh, so and and now I'm gonna give you three guesses as to what type of creature Ray is thought to be, and the oh. first two don't count. Uh, uh, this is what what, what extinct animal they yes. think it is, or what current animal? What's it, what what animal do they think it is? So for the bullshit answer, you could say, let's see, plesiosaur. Yes. yes. That's the standard. There you go. Uh, let's a, see, a zooglodon. No, it's a it's a plesiosaur. Oh, plesiosaur is what they think it looks like. Yeah, okay. of course it does. So, so uh, for real answers. Let's go. What sturgeon? Yeah, big so catfish. I I will get. Uh, I'm going to read three like snippets from three sightings. Uh, this one's from '94, which was the earliest. I couldn't like. I found multiple sources that were like, "Oh, the first sighting was in '63," but they didn't tell what the '63 sighting was. This is the earliest one I could find that actually where somebody said this is the thing I saw. So these are all like people on a boat on the lake because, you know, that's what you do on a lake, I guess. Uh, uh, we glanced off the port side of the boat and all at the same time seen ripples in the water. A long oh, dark, no. Is he it said seen? seen? He said seen. I know. I hate yes. that. I hate it. A long, dark, somewhat shiny black object that surfaced to the top of the water. Then it seemed to spin and turn over and then submerged and disappeared. He immediately shut down the boat in amazement. Oh, I, there was some context here, the person who was driving the boat. And the three of us asked each other, did you see that? His wife and her parents were asking, what was a, what was a matter? And we were speechless. So uh, no editors. This is in writing, by the way. I found this on a website. Didn't transcribe it. The size of the object was at least 10 to 12 feet long, putting into perspective that we were riding on a 19-foot open bow boat. Okay, so if you're on a 19-foot... Fisher boat, fi- uh, uh, fishing boat or whatever, you can easily judge 10 to 12 feet. <clears throat> the object was approximately 40 to 50 feet away. Hmm, that's that. 
can't estimate so well from that distance. So, uh, yeah, it could not have been anything but a, but a plesiosaur. From... Or a log. Yeah. So, uh, okay, this sighting was uh, in the 2000s. I think it was like 2008 or something. Uh, from out in the middle of the lake, there was this whooshing sound. I thought it whooshing. might be a boat. But there were no lights, no motor sound, just the sound of water swooshing straight towards us. He grabbed the spotlight, and about 100 feet from our boat, there was something. Looked like an upside-down canoe rushing through the water at us. He told me, grab that fish light now. Get it up. I had actually forgotten about the fish light. I grabbed for the rope and started pulling like crazy. He kept the spotlight on the thing as I grabbed hand over hand, trying to get the underwater light up and into the boat. As soon as I got the light up, I turned it off and stood there with him watching this thing get closer. It came within 30 feet of the boat when it went completely under. Where it went, I have no idea. That sounds like a made-up story. Yeah. The, the part that struck me was just how mysteriously it disappeared in 100 feet of water. I think that's a made-up story. Yeah. They didn't see shit. <clears throat> and now uh, this, this is probably my favorite um, very, very to the point, this one. This is the entire account. While night fishing on the lake, May 14th, 2006, at around 2 o'clock a.m., I noticed something large and dark slowly appear in the water approximately 40 yards away. It was very slowly moving through the water. I asked my friend if he could determine what it was. The visible portion was approximately 8 to 12 feet in length. After shining a surefire flashlight at it, it submerged. There were no noticeable features such as a head or humps. Huh. What could be anything? I know. Like we saw a thing, it was, it was there, and then it wasn't. We saw a thing, and then it's then then it wasn't. There. Yes, That's it's not uh, very descriptive at all. And yet, somehow, they still felt the need to report it as a fucking lake monster. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to be fair, uh, some people have reported humps, or like you know, the long plesiosaur neck with the head. And in one case, there was a face with whiskers. I'm gonna let me send you this uh, <gasps> link. Face. I'm gonna send you a link. With a blurry picture claiming to be, actually, this is this is a pair of pictures claiming to be the uh, Raystown Ray himself. Oh, there it is. So the top one uh, is great. The bottom one is just phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> wow! I know. Like that, this one looks like it's taking place at the for the top one. There's a ski jump and some bleachers. Oh yeah. Oh one so, of the, uh, one of one of the stories I read said that there was a ski jump competition that they had to cancel because the beast was there. Well, this picture it's clearly in the way. You can't do any kind of aquatic water follies. Yeah. Well, I mean unless you're unless you're Fonzie man and you just want to jump the ray. <laughs> hey. Hey. Jumping the sea monster over here. I jumped all those cars, and I and I jumped the shark, and now we're gonna jump the fake monster. That's what Fonzie sounds like. A. So yep. it's like it's it's almost like the surgeon's photo uh, actually helped shape how people perceive and interpret questionable things in lakes that have rumors of cryptid activity at them. It, it's it's almost like that is a, a viable hypothesis. You know, it's almost like that. Almost. So now there is there. There's one problem with this. Only one problem. Uh, and one problem. Just one. There's one problem. There's a lot of recent paleontological research that has shown that plesiosaurs' necks had extremely limited ranges of motion. 
Mm-hmm. They were just straight out in front, yeah, right? Straight out in front, no side to side maneuverability, almost no upwards maneuverability. They could dip their heads downward to to feed, but then they had to be able to keep their neck straight so they could actually fucking swim. Because mm-hmm. the problem with like the snake neck one is that that's not hydrodynamic. It, it, it if it's trying to swim fast, its head would just go <laughs> off to the side, flop all over right? the place. So like there is, it is not possible for a plesiosaur to do the S shaped swan neck thing. It is not. And even Cryptid Wiki points out that this lake has been seeded with Asian carp, and they can get really fucking big. Yeah, carp. Well, what asshole put carp in there? Uh, The same asshole that put them all over America where they're ruining waterways. (laughs) So this is probably my favorite picture that I found of Ray, because... This this just proves how, like, it's, it could be fucking what, whatever. Like, oh, I'm going to see this. This is the sea oh, yeah, there's a There's a bump. Yeah, there's a bump. That may not even be a thing. That may just be, like, a, a shadow the way the light's hitting that wave. Yeah, because there's two, yeah. 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 Like, um, but, yeah, that was the newest picture on RaystownRay.com. Raystownray. It still sounds like a, it's a barbecue <laughs> sauce. Mm-hmm. Maybe Race we should Town do Rays that. got monster flavor. So once uh, once we do our cryptid anime, once Crypto Club comes out, then we'll we'll <laughs> merchandise. We'll have the Race Town Ray barbecue Raystown sauce. Ray barbecue sauce. Uh, what else were we talking about selling at some point? Oh, so it's a, a plesiosaur in yeah. a cowboy outfit with a cowboy hat. Yep. Then we can sell our Bigfoot uh, print faking shoes that we talked about a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they light up. Also, they have LEDs in the heels. Oh yeah. Little yeah. Kids. And go make giant Bigfoot prints. So I want to I want to read to you um, something. Uh, last thing I'm going to read. Um, so it's probably a big ass Asian carp, or you know, a few, whatever. There are big ass fish here, and that's probably what people are seeing. But some people are still speculating that it could be something else, and they want to figure out how it got to the lake. And this is from a commenter at a Crypto Mundo article about Ray's Town Ray. In 1927, a traveling circus was crossing an old rickety covered bridge across the Giniata River south into Hopewell, PA. The circus manager ignored instructions to cross one wagon at a time. He decided to cross three at a time. Suffice it to say, the bridge collapsed, plummeting the big cat and the giant snake wagon 30 feet into the river below. All animals were recaptured except the huge anaconda. Mm, and this anaconda's been there ever since. So Pennsylvania. This is, this is the second time I have done a cryptid where the origin story is. Oh, it was an old time circus. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be an old circus because the Louisiana it was Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, it was, was that, uh, like the crocodile boy escaped or something. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it fucked a chimp. A crocodile fucked a chimp that escaped from the zoo, and that's it. And the Honey Island it. Swamp Monster. That's right. So apparently this is the go-to origin story for uh, re- uh, pe- people who are trying to explain something that's just really, you can't, you just can't. Well, I, I found a great one today that was, it's it's too short to be a real, we couldn't talk too long about it probably because it's, it's an urban legend one. Oh yeah. We, we, should, we should do an episode where we just knock out like six of the urban legend ones. Anyway, what is I, it? Tell me. Should about. I say this one? Yeah. This one's awesome. Tell me. It's called the, what were they called? The Melonheads? <laughs> Wasn't that a band in the 80s? Ohio. There's two stories. There's one from Michigan, one from Ohio. 
and it was these like hydrocephalic children that escaped from a, a psych ward or something <laughs> and were living in the caves in the woods. Oh Lord. The Melonheads. 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 And they had or all these things. Let me find the article. The Melonheads. <clears throat> Let's see, originally hydrocephalic children who lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion in Michigan. It's like somebody watched Dropsy and then had a really stupid idea. (laughs) Enduring physical and emotional abuse, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. (laughs) So they live in the forest and caves. Of course they woods. Yep, and they just keep having more and more babies. Melon heads. What did you say, not melon heads? Also called wobbleheads. Wobbleheads. That sounds like a racial slur. Then in, I don't know what for, but it sounds like a racial slur. There's a similar one in Ohio. <laughs> in Cleveland. Of course there is. See, this was one of those Dr. Crow explore, ex- performing unusual experiments on children <laughs> who developed large hairless heads and malformed bodies. And then they went <laughs> on to become uh, Cleveland police officers who shoot black kids and get their jobs back. Yep. And then the, the children kill the guy, burn the orphanage, and retreat into the surrounding forest and supposedly feed on babies. I love I love the things that we decided were scary a hundred years ago, like circuses, insane asylums, <laughs> orphanages. These things are always creepy. And I kinda wanna see a, an ep- like this would be an episode of Grimm. <laughs> is what it sounds like to me, is it this particular story? Because they probably wouldn't or if X Files like early X Files could have done this one. Yeah, but before like they two before they started getting kind of weird and like the one where they did the Fountain of Youth and it was strange green people in the jungle. <laughs> Wait, oh the the camouflage people? Yeah, that's right. Because well, that they didn't do the Fountain of Youth wasn't there, but I, they said they referenced it. That yeah. what's his name? Ponce de Leon. Oh, like the, yeah. the camo people were his descendants or something. Or that he encountered them. I forget. They yeah. were always making up shit on Just X-Files shit. that so, sounded legitimate but mm-hmm. wasn't. It's kind of like how, like, like George Lucas just made up shit in Raiders that sounded legit about the, the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the Well like- of Souls. Uh, sure. It was put over here by this. And then you got the stick and the light. Whatever. So yeah. uh, you, do you know that uh, Raystown Ray has a theme song? He does? Yeah, I'm not the only person who writes sh- uh, stupid songs about cryptids. Uh, huh. So it was written by a couple of guys named Bill Dan and Jack Cervello. It is, of course, called Ray's Town Ray. And here's here's a little bit of it. It's four minutes long. I don't want to play the whole thing. But uh, here, right, here, here's the beginning. Haste. Yeah, they're doing Foley. Hear the bald eagles? Yeah, well, they're native to that area. Well, that's actually probably a, a falcon. Bald eagles don't wait. Not as famous as lake monsters go, like Nessie Champarogo Pogo. Being content, he makes his descent. Race down, race time well spent. Playground punches 200 feet, 30 miles long with plenty to eat. But Ray isn't some barbarian. Strictly vegetarian. Town Ray, Ray, Town Ray. Please show yourself to us today. We know that some say you're not real, but we know you're the real deal. Rise up to break the. They rhymed real with real deal. 
Yep, I heard it. You know, that wasn't that bad. No, it's better than Davy still in the Navy. That's pretty good. Yeah, Billy Joel, take a lesson <laughs> from these guys, you turd. <laughs> yeah, so they got they, they wrote a little little song about him. You rhymed something with Ogopogo. Yeah, I know that was a, that like I as, as soon as they said it's not famous as Lake Monsters Go like Nessie Champ, and I went, oh Ogopogo, oh, I know where that's going. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 like it's like I read a, an article and you remember uh do you remember Disney Adventures magazine? Yes. Yeah. I read one Not about until just now. I read I read one about the Lion King and they were talking <laughs> to uh I think they were talking to like Nathan Lane or something and they're like, You ever think about trying to rhyme Hakuna Matata? And he said there are no rhymes for Hakuna Matata. And then when I was I just for some reason that stuck with me and then I was fifteen was when I was like fifteen, I was like, Fuck you, Nathan Lane, Akino Dermata. <laughs> What what is that? There's a class of sea creatures, and I don't remember which one it is. Let me look it up. Echino, oh, echinoderms. Yeah, echinodermata. Yeah. Okay. Oh, start. Yeah, uh, sea stars, sea urchins. Yeah. Yeah, the spiny guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Sea urchins. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I had to. Uh, so, but okay. So here's my real animal is not a, a, a kinodermata. Uh, it is a sea creature, however, and it's not a plesiosaur. That seemed a little bit too obvious to me. So let me introduce you to the black swallower, Chiasmodon niger. Here's a picture. Some kind of deep sea fish. Yes. Guess what it does. Is that the the one that's all stomach? Yeah. Oh, there he is. It yeah. swallows things. It's small, but it's fucking nuts. It, can, it only gets it like 10 inches long, um, but it, that, it has this big dangling stomach, and it can distend so that the black swallower can eat things twice its length and 10 times its mass. And That's like you impressive. said, like it usually lives in uh, the pelagic, is it pelagic? You know how to pronounce that? Pelagic, yeah, yeah the pelagic the zone and below, uh, twenty-two feet, uh, twenty-two hundred feet and below. But uh, the reason we know about it, and it, we actually are sure it's fairly common down there, is because sometimes it eats. Well, not sometimes. Fairly often, it sounds like it eats things that are so big they begin to decompose before they're fully digested, and all the gases from the decomposition they fill its stomach up and float it up to the top of the ocean, and people just <laughs> catch it. Huh. And sometimes the dumb fuck eats it eats things so big that its stomach bursts and it dies. Wow. Yeah. Black swallower. Black Creepy, swallower. slimy fish <laughs> with big ass teeth and a stomach that's like three times as big as it is. So I like that one. I think that is way cooler than than a fucking plesiosaur that survived a long time. Huh. I don't know. I'd be pretty damn impressed with the plesiosaur. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is this is just nature at its finest. This is evolution impressing the shit out of me by doing something really weird and gross. That is pretty weird and gross. Yeah, but then so are most deep sea animals. You know what's really fun is that when your snakes don't get warm enough when they're digesting and the thing starts to putrefy in their stomach, they will regurgitate it. Neat. And then it's really a, the worst smell you'll ever experience. I bet. Did you ever see? Oh, I saw something crazy a couple what? weeks ago. I didn't. I've never seen this before. Bigfoot. The, the Burmese python. He's big. He's like seven feet long. He lives in the living room. So not Bigfoot. No, he's not Bigfoot. You didn't. He's see a regular Bigfoot. snake. Okay, you saw a snake. Okay. He, for whatever reason, he had just eaten a rat maybe less than an hour before. Okay. 
started doing the weird thing. It's like, oh, God, he's going to throw up. Why? Why? No, don't do that. And okay. then just bleh, yeah. slides out as a gooey rat. <laughs> Sounds great. Yes. So I love it already. I, I'm just, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Gross. What, the, what is wrong with you? He's poking it like he's going to eat it again. Uh-huh. And he ate it again. Okay. Which I've never, that's, I've never, I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Usually when they puke <laughs> it up, they just puke it up and it gets, it's disgusting. I have to deal with it. But well, maybe they do it all the time. I've just never seen it before. I, I know that you definitely prefer cats to dogs, but I'll tell you, the, one of the benefits of having both is that when a cat pukes, uh, the dogs yeah, just go clean it right up. I don't ever have to clean up cat puke anymore because they think it's delicious. So Who wants you know. dog kisses? Mm. Oh, they also love to eat cat poop. Yeah, so does my tortoise. She knows where the she knows where the litter box is, and if she ever gets out to where she can access it, she just runs to it. <laughs> and it's trying to poke in her head up over the side. Look, I can see turds. Let me eat those poop treats. Oh, cat poop treats, delicious. Which is gross to me. I don't. It's, she eats her own poop all the time, and that's fine. But for whatever reason, it's yeah. cat poop. No, auto auto coprophagia. Fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's not great. For you. But you get in some of that two girls one cup territory. No, 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 my friend. You do not eat the poo of another being. She eats the other tortoises' poop too, but it's other tortoise poop. Oh, okay. I got you. So you're okay. The, you're okay with two girls, one cup. Then they all eat the same thing because it's other. It's, it, it's other Brazilian sex slave poop. <laughs> yeah, it's other prop. Or it's it, it's other prop ice poop. cream that they shoved up their butts or whatever they use for that. Yeah, that wasn't actual actual no. poop. What a what a good hoax to perpetrate. But I I just love the idea that to prep for that video, they had to shove some sort of food object up someone's butt. So it or can come back out again. It had some kind of clever rig. Oh, just a fake butt. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't actually. I never actually saw it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I just you had would describe for me in graphic detail. I feel like you so. would watch it and then just be like, okay. Like that was actually my grandpa's reaction when it when it hit went viral. Uh, it went viral like a Thanksgiving weekend, and my brother was showing it to all the family members at family Thanksgiving, and everybody was like, "Ew! Oh my God, Matt, why are you doing this?" And <laughs> and he showed it to our grandpa and Papa. Watched the whole thing. Closed the laptop, looked up at my brother, and said, "And <laughs> yeah, I saw it in Cambodia once. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was in the Navy. You think I ain't seen some shit? So, you got anything else? We're, we're pushing uh, on forty minutes here. Nothing. That's pretty much it. No, I just discovered how you do a really good vomit rig. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's. I don't know why this it just didn't occur to me, but." Seeing you, when you actually see see something and the, the how they do it, you're like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But what what you do is you just run a copper tube on the side, the opposite opposite from camera side, and then it just hooks into an S. Uh huh. It goes in the mouth, kind of like fish hooks on the one side. So the tube that the puke comes out of is in is in your mouth. Oh, neat. Be back enough so that you can't really see it, and then you just. Set the shot so that your face blocks all the the apparatus on the opposite side. Nice. And it's so simplistic. Well, it's, the- so it's kind of similar to how they do like a bloody scalpel cut, where you just have the tube running down the inside of the scalpel blade, and you position mm-hmm. the camera on the other side. Yeah, and then it's yeah, when <clears throat> they just run it, and yeah. then the the prop yeah. hides the yep. the gag. Yep. But and then you just you tape it. There's like a plate too that you tape it to their cheek. 
<laughs> and then the tubes fitted to the actor. The puke plate. And they showed a test of it where someone's puking up like black. It was for Alien Covenant. Huh. They were doing tests, which I did not like, but it had good effects. Yeah. And they were showing a test of, you know, a crew guy just going, <laughs> just blasting black liquid just everywhere. It was ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> which my, is exactly like, Which is exactly how I would do it if they said, hey, demo this. So like, basically, yeah, like it way was like, too much and thrash around a bunch. So it was, it was like on. the fuck. What movie was it? Was it the Sandlot where they had the Chaw and then got on the Scrambler? Yeah, or Team America is the one I <laughs> yep, picture. Yep, I think Which there was a really just, bad puke scene in Problem Child. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> Problem Child is really, it's really ridiculous, but yeah. like poorly done too. Yeah, but that's why it's it great. makes it even funnier. Yeah, <laughs> like John Ritter, man, you're better than this. You're so better than this movie. Oh, that's right. It's John Ritter. And yeah. wasn't um, Kramer in it? I don't remember fucking Kramer. I remember he was in UHF. Do you remember the problem child is writing? He's writing to a murderer or something? And then the guy escapes? Yeah. Yep. And, cr- and tries to find his awesome child pen pal? Yeah. Yep. Because he sounds... Well, he th- I think he thinks he's another... Crim- <laughs> I think he's, a, he's another murderous adult. Yep. So, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of We Recap an Old Movie We Just Remembered for the First Time in 20 Years. (laughs) Our vague memories of Problem Child from, what, like 1990? Uh, Okay, so I'm going to call it. Any last last words, Blake? Hang on. What? Okay. I'm looking up whoever the criminal guy was. Problem Child. I, I bet it was Richard... Or Michael Richards. Michael when, Richards. Yep, Michael Richards. Was Michael Richards? Cool. All right. Godfrey's in it too. Yeah, I remember that. He was like the orphanage director or some shit. <laughs> and then the kid—they got the perfect little like I want to punch him in the face kid who totally oh, looked yeah. like that kid at your school. Fucking oh. little weird flat faced ginger. Oh, fun! Sure, we can call it. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, uh, I'm gonna let us ride out. On a little bit more of uh, of Ray's Town Ray. Here we go. Rise up to break the surface here. Oh, how we yearn to see you near. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know, uh, I hope you like the show, and maybe you can do all the shit that all the other podcasts ask you to do. I'm sick of trying to pimp this stuff. And there are 20 of you. There have always been 20 of you. Maybe that's just our listenership. Whatever. We have fun. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. Quite clear. This lake hasn't been here that many years. Skeptics scoff and still debate of Ray's existence in this great state. Crown jewel of Huntington County. Paradise for a fisherman's bounty.